What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, January 31st, and it is the final day before the 2020 college across season gets kicked off. Boys and girls, we made it deep sigh of relief. We made it. If you are listening to this podcast today, you are the luckiest son of a bitch in the world because college lacrosse season is right around the corner. Jake, just listen, man. Just it's it's so good to be back. How are you feeling? You know, I couldn't feel better. Not not even a little bit. I I couldn't feel better. No, I, I could feel bitter. Yes, of course. I, 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 <laughs> no, I feel good, man. Uh, I've been waiting for it since the PLL season ended. Um, you know, they, we, they get, you know, it's nice to get your beak wet with the NLL, you know, games, but you know, I, I love the awful wet beak. I love, I, wet yeah, beak. I know you do. I know you do. And I love the NLL and I love, you know, catching a game every now and then, but you know, there's really nothing like college lacrosse, and all these guys, all these guys who've been working so hard in the off season, we're gonna see what they're made of in the spring. Like that's the shit that really gets the blood going. And now these kids can get paid. So I'm gonna buy. Can I buy a Grand Mint jersey? Like let me let me get let me put some money in that man's pocket. I will do it. The yeah, I mean the NCAA rules pretty much say, hey, listen, college, if you're a D1 college lacrosse player right now. Send us over your Venmo and and we'll get people just loading that bitch up because you can't get suspended for it anymore. So Venmo your favorite players. Like that's pretty much the motto heading into 2020. Uh, pay these motherfuckers. That's right. Tahoga is going to be set on Bang Energy drinks for the rest of his life. Yeah, that kid, <laughs> uh, that greasy motherfucker, Tohogo. We'll we'll have you on a little bit later in the season. We didn't want to we didn't want to bring him on for the first episode just because you know got 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 to earn it. You know, new season, clean slate. Everyone's got to earn it. Uh, but dude, I mean, the season's here, and yeah, it's felt like it's been like eighty seven years since we've last seen like competitive field across. Like I, you know, there's fall ball and shit like that. Like you can like, you know, watch some highlights and, and everything, but it's like whatever. It's fall ball. Like no one get like the guys who are playing don't give a shit. So like you're especially not gonna give a shit if you're watching it. Um although if you are watching fall ball, that means that you probably care a little bit too much if we're being totes honest. Um but it, it's it's just felt like you know, when, when you were here for Philly for the PLL championship, like that was like the last, and it just felt like so long. So the fact that the season is finally here, um, again, just a, a huge sigh of relief. And now we have the, the whole season ahead of us. Like there's just like February lacrosse, there's nothing more chaotic than this month of lacrosse. Um, oh, by the way, this is 2020. Is it, I'm, I'm not a huge calendar guy. Uh, is this a leap year? I'm almost positive it is. If two, if two thousand was a leap year, then yeah, it's a multiple of four. <laughs> why? Why did? Why did you know that right off the top of your head that two thousand was a leap year? Because that was Y two K, and everybody was really concerned about you know the whole like could computers handle the year two thousand in their in yeah for new turned years, out to be fine. Noted that it was a leap year. Uh, well, because it's a multiple of four. So if we start at yeah, zero, but- then. I don't know. 2000 was the first thing I thought of. I, you know, you like you have a reference point, like uh, for something in your memory, like humans remember stuff with context. So like if I say, hey, uh, you remember Brian? You're like, who the fuck is Brian? But I say, hey, do you remember Brian who threw up and pissed all over your couch? You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know that Brian. 
Oh yeah, that so, piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that guy. So yeah, that's I don't know why I remembered two thousand. So fucking sue me. All right. Well, l- listen, it, I'm gonna go with with you on this. I'm let, let's just say two thousand. You know, f- fuck a you know fuck a uh, a fact check. Two thousand was definitely a leap year, which means that twenty twenty is a leap year, which means that this is the first time in the history of decrease dive that we are covering a leap year. So um, that's going to be pretty wild. But that means that we now have one extra day of February lacrosse in the 2020 college cross season. So you know for a goddamn fact that this month is going to be so fucked up. So we're going to talk about, um, you know, obviously we're, we're going to get into, uh, you know, all the preseason rankings in terms of, you know, the, the top 20 teams in terms of the preseason uh, All-American list. But pretty much everything that we're talking about right now, throw like 75% of it, just like crumple it up in a piece of paper uh, and shove yep. it straight up your ass because yep. n- none of this shit is going to hold any value within like the next couple of weeks because we know that fucky stuff goes on in the month of February and it's a leap year. Um, so shit's about to pop off. But yeah, let's let's just real quick... Uh, Quick congratulations. We've already done this. We've already jinxed uh, Penn State. We did this like a yes. couple weeks ago. The, probably maybe maybe like two episodes ago. We already jinxed Penn State, but so we can't drink so many more than we already have. Let's just give a real quick congratulations to your 2020 uh, national lacrosse champions, the Penn State Nittany Lions, because uh, they have taken the number one spot in the preseason rankings. Uh, so the Nittany Lions, dude, this team, I just, like, it has to be catastrophic for them to not end up at championship weekend again. Like, you think about what they did last year where they just dummy teams left and right. They're putting up, like, there, there were like three or four games, at least three or four games, where they easily hit 20 goals last year, and they're bringing, like, everybody back. Um, this team is as far as I can remember, like the most deep team in college, like to start a season, like, you know, you, you get around to like, you know, late, late April and May and shit like that. And like, you start figuring out like, Oh yeah. Like this team has like three midi lines that can go. This team has like five attackmen that can go like this team is fucking deep. But as far as to start off a season before we like really see everything like play out, this might be the best like preseason team that I can remember just because they, they, they graduated what, like three guys from last year. And they were just like hands down the best team in college across last year. But then they, you know, they, you run up against Yale and you know, you got like fucking freaks like Chris fake, just beating the shit out of guys. So obviously, you know, you run into a team like that in championship weekend, it's not going to go your way. Um, but this team is without a doubt, just, on paper, as dominant as can be. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I am. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of a team that might that might have had the same amount of hype that Penn State would going into this season. The only thing I could think of is uh, the Zach Greer year at Duke when it was Greer and Donowski. And oh fuck, I knew I, I knew I'd forget his name. He transferred to Bryant, played his fifth year at Bryant. 
Um, no, Greer Greer transferred. It's Max Quinzani. Yeah, Max Quinzani. Like yeah, those. But like those three together goals. Free. Yeah, between between the between the three of them, they had like a thousand career points at Duke. Um, so I, you know, I, I really can't think of a team that was that deep. Um, I mean, maybe some mid two thousand Hopkins teams, but you know, Hopkins teams. But like, God, man, like you know. And and the, I think about the thing about Penn State this year is they got to have a bitter taste in their mouth from going out, it, sadly, to Loyola last year. You got to be pissed off about that. That's got to be the only thing that you've thought about the entire fucking summer, all the way through the fall. You know, your first game. I wouldn't be surprised if they put up twenty nine on Lafayette just to prove a point. Like the foot's still on the gas, dude. Like they're oh my god the. Like shout out first off, um, you know, we're going to need uh, so many people have been asking me over like the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, now that, that gambling, like sports gambling is getting, uh, you know, so much bigger, um, you know, and that it's legalized in so many states. Like I've been getting so many people reaching out being like, you know, Hey Jordy, like, do you know any books that actually take college across lines? And, and the answer is no. Like I, you know, we, we give our picks here, but unless you like have like a buddy who's like a bookie who will like take the lines for you. Like, I don't know any legitimate books that are taking it, but if you find a book that will take college across lines, I'm telling you right now from February 1st until Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend, holy fuck, uh, until Hmm. Memorial Day weekend, hammer the Penn State overs and you will come out filthy filthy rich gamble responsibly but you will come out filthy filthy rich because this team just fills the back of the net um and that's just like there there have been years where you know the number one team uh in preseason like they're you know they're they're just a an all-around like fundamentally sound team they play great team defense uh you know they play the game quote unquote the right way I fucking love when a team like Penn State ends up with that top spot because they just ball out. Like, they don't give a shit about anything. They're just like, hey, we're going to stuff this back of the net and there's not anything that you can do about it. We're going to go low to high. We're going to go high to low, like high to low bouncers. We're going to pick and roll. Like, we're going to do whatever we want to do. And that back of the net is going to get filled and like have fun turning and raking. Like your face off guy is going to get a lot of work because there's going to be a ton of face offs in this game. Um, so, I mean, it. I feel so bad for Penn State because I'm so confident in them this season, which means that it something's going to go wrong. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm sorry to you guys, but uh, I mean, I I just I don't think besides a catastrophic meltdown that there is a team that can just score with these guys. And then, uh, you know, obviously you got a team like Virginia right behind them, reigning national champs, plenty of studs on their own, Matt Moore, Doc Zakin, uh, Krause is back. Like this is a team that, that knows what it takes to get, to get it done. Um, it's, it's kind of, it's funny seeing Virginia like this high up in a preseason ranking. Like even though they just won the national championship last year, like I'm still, I'm not hesitant on Virginia being a great team, but it's still, it's like so hard to like put that like Virginia, those, those past few years where they just weren't getting any ACC wins, like out of my brain. You know, I, I think the, uh, I, 
I will I will take your take with the with the Penn there's nobody gonna be able to run with Penn State and I will I will kindly like, like team, teams can score like sixteen goals a game. Yeah. That's like an off day for Penn State. Like that's what makes me so terrified about this team is like because if, if they're not scoring like seventeen or eighteen, like then it's a little tricky for them. But like again, like a great day on anyone else's team is like a mediocre casual day for Penn State's offense I I just I think that there are uh, I mean it, it the thing that's tough for me is if you have two players on a team that really make up the core of your offense if you have Mac O'Keefe and Graneman on your team what is to say that the addition of two players like Chase Scanlon and Tucker Dordvik uh who was back from an injury what's to say that they don't make a huge difference at Syracuse in Syracuse's game um, I'll tell, I'll now tell you it's what. completely. Di- I mean, they're completely different. Um, it, completely different elements of the game because Tucker and Chase are going to be playing midfield. But I mean, just talking about the addition of you know just the the, the core players of your team. Well, I, Which I, Chase well, playing midfield, by the way. I I, I like that. I, I like yeah. like I I think that that's just. Like you run him out of the box, he might be able to catch like a good matchup right away early in possessions. Like I, I like that a lot. Um, real quick, and then I'll let you keep going there a little bit. But the the thing that doesn't scare me about Tucker Dordovic. So I don't know uh, how many people out there <laughs> have, have seen the tweet that uh, unbelievable that that Syracuse lacrosse put out. But so the the boys are all picking their own goal songs this year. And uh, I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me right now. But Tucker Dordovic. When he scores, his goal song is uh, "Shout," as if he's at like every just incredibly white wedding in the past fifty years. Um, Tucker Dordovic, buddy, stop that right now! If you're listening to this podcast right now, which I know you are, pick a better song. Like, it's not quirky. It's not. It's not funny. It's not cute. Like, that's a song where you hear it like three times. Guess what? Like every every single time you touch the ball, you are going to get double teamed, triple teamed, quadruple teamed, whatever it takes to make sure that your dumbass doesn't score another goal again because no one wants to hear that song. Yeah, I, I mean, my tweet was that you know somebody needs to check Tucker Dordovic's birth certificate because you know you've got the the music taste of a forty year old. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty terrible. Like even your boy Chase Scanlon's li- listening to like some you know Shoreline Mafia, who is. So new, or I guess so out there that Jordy has no idea. Uh, and, and Jordy is like halfway between um, a boomer when it comes to pop culture. So, uh, you know, you it's speaking, you know, the reason, I, the reason I speak of these specific players is that, you know, Inside the Cross did their thing. Uh, they, they racked up the um, preseason All-Americans uh, and you know they got they got your they got your classics on here. You got your guys who you know you're gonna expect. You got the you got uh, you got Shake Shack Michael Michael Sowers who's you know gonna be on the first team. I think that's that's a lock right there. Uh, Grant Amet, Chris Gray, which the Chris Gray one I I don't necessarily agree with. I think that uh, you know he scored that many goals at Boston in a different conference. We'll see what he does in North Carolina. But the one I really really like. And I, I love the game. 
at Towson. Uh, that kid can take the ball away from you, and and you have no idea where the ball went. Um, the other one I disagree with, and I, I, I want him to. I want I want to see him a little play. Is Nick Mellon? They moved Nick Nick Mellon from uh, LSM to close D. We'll see how that goes. Uh, he got bullied by a few um, matchups last year, but he's a tough dude and uh, he's a pretty big guy actually for for being. And you know we don't short shame on this podcast, but uh, he, he's a, he's a shorter defenseman. Um, I yeah. mean, you look, you look at the rest of you. You got your boy. We got our boy Asher Noltings on, you know, preseason second team. Chris Fake, Drake Porter, whose hair is going to be immaculate this year. Um, and then, you know, kind of down the list. I mean, Jeff Teat, you know, kind of a snubbed at third team. We're just, we're, we're just big Jeff Teat guys. Yeah, like that. that's a thing where, like, I, I don't know if Jeff Teat got snubbed quote for you know being a, a preseason third which like by the way like preseason all-american yeah. like, literally none of, it, none of it matters well none of it matters but like if you're on the list it, it, at, like at all first through honorable mention it means you're like a fucking stud um but like i don't know if it if it's like are are people thinking that jeff t fell off a little bit or is it just like there's just so much talent in college lacrosse like like up until this year, if you asked, like, like I, I would put, you know, it, it's for me, it would be a meant sours and teat. Like I, I think the teat, although like I, I am also a little bit like I, I throw his like box game into it too. Like I, I feel like as an all around field and box player, like Jeff Teat's like that fucking guy. Like you know, like a a, a Kevin Crowley in a sense, where a potential first overall pick in both field and box. Um, but I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just looking through these preseason all American and there's not really a ton that I can disagree with. And partially that's because like, kind of like what you said, like who fucking cares about a preseason all American because like you don't get an award for that. You're just no. like, like you, you can go onto inside lacrosse.com, which by the way, great people there that do some, some great work. Ty Zanders, one of the boys, big uh, chiller, big, big time chiller. But it's like, like, does it fucking matter? Not at all. Like you're just like on the website for the preseason all American. Um, so it doesn't really matter to like argue like, Oh, this guy should be here. This guy should be there. Cause guess what? There's, it's going to be February 1st on Saturday we have until may whenever for memorial day weekend a lot of shit's going to change until then um a lot of these guys are are, are still going to be first second teamers like i i don't think that there's unless there's like injuries involved here like guys like the like grand Amet, he's the best attackman in college across right now michael sowers the best brain in college across right now uh jt giles harris I, I have I have a take for the um, you know I'm, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit here, but so we're we're gonna give some predictions for this season, um, and not necessarily like who we think is gonna win the national championship or who's gonna win each conference. Because again, like we sound like idiots enough on this podcast, we don't yes. need to make ourselves sound even dumber by giving predictions like that in the beginning of the season. Um, but some some predictions that actually matter. JT Giles Harris, I'm I'm putting it down there right now is going to make somebody legitimately cry on a lacrosse field this this year. 
And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating saying like someone's going to be like a little like pouty and like storm off the field after they just got, you know, worked by J.C. Giles Harris and got their cookies stolen and, and got beat up a little bit. I'm talking about full fledged tears. Like he is going to make someone actually cry on the field. Like he is an animal. I got, I got to watch him up close and personal at Lake Placid this past summer, see how he operates. This is in a, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big tournament, but it's just a summer tournament. And he was still just out there to murder people. So I can't even imagine the mentality going into like an actual regular season game. Um, you know, especially a senior year at Duke, I'm putting it out there right now. Someone in the ACC is going to cry and it's going to be JT Giles Harris fault. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, you're right. It doesn't really make, I mean, it doesn't make any, any do what, or who's going to win what, I mean, I did ask, uh, a couple of people. I mean, I, I posted it on Twitter to see, you know, what people were talking about. And of course it's half the people who are talking about the PLL still, which I mean, that's perfectly fine. We love the PLL. They're cool guys. One guy posted, he replied with, uh, he wanted to hear us discuss some ridiculous prop bet discussions. I have no fucking clue about, uh, what prop bets are. Um, I'm not a gambling guy. Uh, I can put a, computer together probably blindfolded but i comes to prop bets no we're not we're not going to talk about that uh, did, i'll let jordan uh, did, did anybody want to talk about how um i am now a cornhole world champion after winning the <laughs> philadelphia cornhole league championship this this past week i'm sure the crowd was enormous there and uh i'm sure you had to sign a lot of autographs after you uh won your cornhole championship did you get this, a trophy or something uh, we got a medal and and, oh, and, nice. and and a gift card to the bar. Um, but the, you got a gift card to the bar that you frequent weekly, like it's an episode of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Yes. Um, Tragic. But, but this is, as far as I know, the only lacrosse podcast that is co-hosted by a cornhole champion. So everyone else can suck it. No, I mean that makes sense. Um, one guy said, I forgot who he said, he said that Syracuse was going to win the national championship this year. Mike Flanagan. Um, Mike, that's a, that's a bold prediction. Um, I'd love to see it. I, 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 I might need to remind you that Syracuse was about 500 last year where they were, weren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, they they had those like seven home games off the bat. Like they, they, they nine lost, and four. Yeah, they so they they lost the one to Colgate, and then they like turned it on. Then they played that game at a high school that I'm pretty sure that they lost, and then like it kind of like fell apart from there. I would love to see Syracuse in the Final Four. Like, like I that would be sweet. Like I I, I love I love new blood. Like I love having you know new teams come in and like challenge. But I also love like a good combination of new blood and just like like teams that like if you're not a Syracuse person, you fucking hate Cuse. If you're not a Johns Hopkins person, you hate Hopkins. Like and like those teams, I want them to really like play up the villain role. You know, like like Penn State's still like a story that people can kind of cheer for. 
Um, Yale, I, I mean, I feel like everyone who just goes to Yale is just like, like obviously they're like monsters in the weight room, but they're still Book just reading dorks. Yeah. And it's like, oh, those like sweet nerds like that. That'd be so good for them to win. Um, you know, and then you get your stories in, in February where it's like high points going to knock off a couple teams here. Like if you schedule high point in February, you're the dumbest piece of shit on the planet. So like they're going to knock off some teams and everyone's like, you know, let's go high point. Like this is a real fun team to cheer for. But you need it for any like sport to truly thrive and like to get people like really, you need villains, you know, like you need your New York Yankees. You need like the, you know, I guess, I guess the Lakers would be villains as well. Like you need teams, you need a bad guy. And I feel like teams like Hopkins, uh, Syracuse, who else would I throw into that mix? Um, Notre Dame. I know a lot, and it might just be that I'm from the South. Uh, we got a lot of Notre Dame haters. Yeah. So I, but- I, I, for, to me, I think Notre Dame and Duke get thrown in there simply because I can't stand Duke. Sorry, guys. But, like, I, I think that Notre Dame gets grouped in there, too, as a villain. Well, yeah, because, like, Notre Dame, because, like, football. Like, they're, they're yeah. like, so many football hate, and then Duke because of, you know, basketball. So, like, you know, those schools, too. But, like, yeah, as as far as, like, purely – lacrosse villains go though i feel like hopkins and syracuse are at the top and like that's you need the bet like here's the thing think about like any any uh any superhero movie like think think about batman right what if what if the joker dies like 15 minutes into the movie what the fuck is the rest of that movie about? Just like Batman rolling around in like a sick car, just being like super rich. Like, no, that's not a movie. Like you need the bad guy to be there until the end. So if we can get Syracuse or a Hopkins or a team like that to be at Memorial day weekend and be the bad guys, be the villain, like that's great for college across. So I, I would love to see uh, Syracuse. I, are they going to win the national championship? Again, we're we're not going to say anything like that on on today's podcast, just because whatever we say is going to be wrong, um, and like whatever we say come Memorial Day weekends, most likely going to be wrong too. So that's you know ipso facto. But Cuse is a team that's like I I you know I would I would love to see them just really lean in to be in the villains this year. Um, you know, especially getting Chase Scanlon coming over as a transfer from Loyola. It's like like not not only does Loyola have to handle losing Pat Spencer, but then they also have Chase Scanlon, like their best player at this point, um, transfer out, uh, and then you know a guy who you already talked about, Drake Porter. First off, I love gonna, that guy. I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and that that's going to be another bold prediction this year. Uh, as far as goalie swag goes, Drake Porter is going to be this the steesiest goalie in college across this year um saw a saw a picture of his cleats earlier today that he that he's going to be wearing this year um he's he's got the he's got the triple b's set up there big baller brand on the cleats uh looks like he's got i don't even know some 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 sort of skyline on there as well i'm looking at it right now maybe I'll, i'll have to put this picture out on twitter um but i mean great great head of hair a kid who we're definitely gonna have to have on the podcast soon but Again, Syracuse and Hopkins, please, for the love of God, lean into that villain role. Like, make sure that everyone who hates you fucking despises you. 
No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, and I wonder what skyline is on his cleats because he's from Ontario, I believe. Um, it, it, it looks like a, Oh, you know what? That might be it. I, it's, it's got one of those like space needles on it. So yeah, it, it's, is that Toronto? It might be Toronto might have one of the needles that that's weird. We are so dumb. I don't know. Whatever, man. <sighs> Fucking Canadians. It, yeah, you can't say. That. Speaking of Canadians, one of the guys that I thought would be on the uh, All American list, who's not on there, who I will predict right now is going to have a a year, is Ethan Walker uh, of Denver. That kid is absolute filth. He is going to have a year, um, and not in that. Not like have a year in that he's going to have ninety points. It's more like. Every time he touches the ball, he makes a difference, and he's probably going to do some crazy shit. He had a couple crazy underhanded goals last year. Um, you know, I, 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 I like Denver. Ethan Walker hitting the answer from that lefty outlet, Ugh. just just like a like a uh, you know not not a high wing dodge, like a like a middle wing dodge coming underneath, flipping the hips, low to high, turn the rake. See you later. That's a great call by you. Um, I mean, just a yeah, like not not even, not even getting a getting an honorable mention here. But like, by the way, man, the honorable mention, Joey Epstein, absolute stud, sophomore so, sophomore year now. So you know he's only going to get more confident. So um, Epstein be an honorable mention. Michael Kraus, like, just national champion, big time, like, and, and MVP of of that run. Um, and then Jay Caraway at, at Georgetown. Georgetown, I feel like, fuck. Georgetown's going to be bad this year. That that's another take that I have. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I, I I don't I don't really like. I don't know what people are are saying about too many other teams besides the. Um, well, what are they? What are, what are they? I, I, I mean, they're, they're they're preseason sixteen right now. I think that Georgetown's. Uh, they flirted with being back. I think that they missed their window for for actually being back. Because uh, you talked you you talked them up last year on the pod. You said Georgetown this, Georgetown that, and I mean they. I, I think they ended up like eleven and four, so not bad, but not. Um, great. I'm, I'm going with. Oh, all right. So here's the take, boys and girls. Get ready for this. Um, the first team out of the preseason top 20 to drop out of the actual top 20 will be Georgetown. Okay. Okay. So, uh, 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 I mean, that's a pretty, pretty you know, I, I see one Georgetown player on a, on a preseason all American list. I don't know Jake Caraway, but I mean, that's, I mean, North Carolina was nearly 500. What's to say they don't drop out of the, uh, Drop well, out of the well because Chris Gray didn't transfer to Georgetown; he transferred to North Carolina. That's that's true. I saw some. I saw him playing a little bit in a scrimmage or something this fall, and and they showed some of his highlights from from BU too. Like it was, oh my god! Actually, um, I, I want to ask you a question. Um, so the, the two biggest transfers heading into this year probably Chris Gray going to UNC and then Chase Scanlon going to Syracuse. I feel like they're both going to be pretty successful, but which one do you think is going to have 
the better season or the the bigger impact for their team. That's a that's an interesting. Oh. That's why I get well, paid. That's why that's why I get paid the big bucks to ask these interesting. That's right. My big that bucks. Is, they, like okay. Ten bucks. So yeah, no, I I totally get that. So they've moved Chase from attack to midfield. So it's going to depend on how Syracuse uses him, right? So if he's playing midi, uh, for him to be on the field, um, Syracuse's defense is going to have to be doing their job. So if there's any sort of weakness in the defense, which, I mean, they've moved, they've shuffled some guys around, you know, Nick Mellon's going to be playing defense, you know, close D now and all that good stuff, then the, the ball should be in Scanlon's stick plenty of the times. Um, Chris Gray, I feel like, I mean, he's kind of, I mean, he knows how to find his way to the goal. Uh, he's, I, f- I feel like when you're, when you're on a team where you're scoring nearly a hundred points um, and you're like the only guy who's really pushing production on the team, you kind of get used to that role. So either North Carolina puts their offense around Chris or Chris kind of, and this is what I imagine he would have to do is Chris would have to go in and be like, I will work with you guys rather than North Carolina going to work around Chris because that's a big program. Why the fuck would they, would they do that? So, I mean, it'll depend and that will depend on how well he takes to the offense. Right. So he may, he may have shown up and been like, all right, well, I'm getting, you know, two or three touches every offensive run. Like this is, this is sick. Okay. I can work with this. And then Chase Scanlon's kind of, you know, if they play eight minutes of defense, that's eight minutes. He doesn't have the ball. And not that they're going to play eight minutes of defense, but you you know what I'm you know what I mean. Um, but if I had to make just an outright bold prediction, I think Gray makes more of an impact. Um, I think. Uh, I I, I mean, think for I, for Scanlon to wear twenty two and play at Syracuse, like he's they have to believe in him. So like, I don't know. I I think that like Chris like I. I th- I think that the route that he took, like going to BU and like, you know, really made a name for himself there because he like he put that program on the map. Um, but I feel like he's a guy who probably should have been ACC from the get go. Um, mm-hmm. may- maybe just like a late bloomer in that sense. Like I I, I know that we had him on the um, on the podcast last last season, and but I'm not entirely sure if we got like too into his recruiting history. Like I'm not sure how he ended up at BU, um, but like like he's a guy who, you know, he he put BU on the map. But I think that this was like in terms of Chase Scanlon, it's like, like, I, I get it. Like you want to, you want to go to a school that's going to be competing. Um, you know, Loyola's losing Pat Spencer. Like it, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be a rough year for the Patriot league in general. Like they've had so many good years leading up to this year. And like, I mean, they just lost like so many good, like Chris Gray, Scanlon, Pat Spencer, uh, Johnny Serdick at, at, uh, at army. Um, you know, Lehigh's lost a, a couple of, th- although Lehigh has, uh, you, you said that Ethan Walker's going to have a massive year. Uh, Andrew Pettit at Lehigh is coming back after a torn ACL, another lefty who just strokes it low to high. So Pettit's going to have a big time year coming back at Lehigh. Um, but yeah, pa- Patriots League's going to be down a little bit, but I felt like 
the move for Gray to go to UNC and like be a, like a big time program now was like a little bit more fitting. Like I, I feel like he's he's meant to take on that role there. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think that he'll be like the biggest impact guy this year. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I you kind of wonder a guy like that. You know, why didn't he go the ACC route to begin with? And you know, my first thought's probably grades, but. It's funny that, you know, most guys would just go to a school and kind of coast before transferring. Like, yeah, I'll go, I'll play a little bit, and then I'll, like, really have my, you know, my cake and eat it too at the new school. But, like, he put up, you know, on nearly – was it over 100 points? Yeah. Uh, it, it was – he put up over 100 points through the entire year. So, he was like, you know what? I'm going to get some, some attention, uh, and I'm going to pick the school where I want to go um after so but i mean um i agree with you i think that chris will have the the far and away the the most impact um and it'll be it'll be fun maybe you know north carolina doesn't you know end up 500 or eight and seven or something like that um yeah again they're another one of those teams that's like easy to root against they're not quite on that Syracuse Hopkins level of like people despise them. Um, but another school that, that people don't necessarily <clears throat> like, they don't find themselves like jumping to like root for North Carolina. So the fact that they now have an absolute style like this again is, is good for the game. Um, and I think like, I, I, I think that the Ivy, this year like that's going to be like the past few years i felt like the patriot league was like the league that was like the conference that was like like oh shit like you know every, everyone when they think about college across like acc is still king it's you know the the way that football is like sec is always going to be king acc is always going to be king and college across and like big tens there like like right there with them um but it's just like so many of those schools are known for different sports. Whereas ACC, it's like, you know, if, if it's not basketball, it's lacrosse. I think though that the Ivy is going to be that like third conference this year. That's like just pumping teams into the tournament. Um, I mean, Yale's going to be around obviously Penn, a preseason number six. Uh, you know, you, you look at the preseason all American list, you got, Sam Hanley, just a big, big motherfucker. Sophomore Mitty as a, a preseason first team All-American. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you're already tall as fuck. You won in life. Now you have to be a, a preseason first team All-American. Like, leave something for the rest of us, asshole. Yeah, that, that Penn team is I'm, – I'm all, I'm all for the Penn team. Uh, I mean, they we, we got to see um, – you know, we'll get to see a little bit of Simon Matthias playing in the PLL, but that that kid's an absolute freak. I think the Water Dogs should pick them up, pick him up. Uh, that's my opinion: is picking up Drenner, uh, Simon Matthias, and then whoever the fuck else you want. But Matthias is a guy you can build a team around. He's really fucking good. Uh, yeah, I like Penn. I like Penn a lot. Uh, yeah, the Dork League is going to be fun to watch this year. And and then like here's the thing, Princeton. If if you don't if you don't get Michael Sowers playing in the NCAA tournament, 
fuck <laughs> Princeton now and fuck Princeton forever. Forever. Like I know that Princeton has like such a, a prestigious and historic, uh, you know, footprint in the landscape of college lacrosse. Like I know how much that Princeton lacrosse means to the sport. But if you don't get Michael Sowers to the tournament, fuck you. Like forever. Forever. You're done. Like you should probably not have a program anymore. It is a crime against humanity that Michael Sowers hasn't played in the NCAA tournament. So that like again, like dude, senior year. Like you have to get it done. Um or else, yeah, like Jesus Christ. And and then and then you also have Cornell with Jeff Teat. It's like like there are just studs all over the Ivy the same way that it's been for, for a few years for, you know, pretty much forever. Um, but the last few years in terms of, you know, you, you go with, uh, you know, you go with Ben Reeves and then that leads into Sowers and Teat, um, you know, and, and then some of the younger guys at Yale now it's like, you know, that this conference is just full of studs. But for some reason, I mean, Cornell was able to to figure it out a little bit and like get that tournament game against Syracuse a couple of years ago. Um, but Princeton hasn't been able to get it done. And like now that Penn is just so loaded, like Penn's an absolute whack. Like Yale's the team that's played in the national championship the past two years. Penn is an absolute wagon. So in order for a team like Princeton or Cornell to get into the tournament, like they're going to have to beat two of the top what are they top preseason six teams, right? Yeah. Yale's preseason number three, Penn's preseason number six. Um, you know, Cornell's right there at 11 and then Princeton is receiving votes. But yeah, again, like that Princeton that like, that's just, it's a program that has so much history in the sport of college lacrosse. And if they don't get to the tournament this year, if they never bring Michael Sowers to the tournament, they're done. I don't give a fuck about Princeton's history. They're done. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, maybe we'll bring on Ryan Boyle to the podcast and, and, and we can discuss about it. <laughs> yeah, we should bring Boyle on. We've tried to. He's uh, pr- pretty Hollywood these days. That is true. Uh, but rightfully so. I mean, he does a he does a fantastic job. He did a fantastic job all summer with the. Plus, he's just you know, so handsome, you know. So true. So when, true. When, when you're that good looking, you 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 always have something going on. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think this college cross season, just as we said last year, it's going to be fun this year. You know, we, we I mean, there's literally no reason for anything. And, and do you you want to you want to shout out some D three teams uh, or something like that? Uh, the Ursinus Bears preseason number 15 uh, inside the cross. Are you fucking high? Put those motherfuckers in the top 10, bitch. The Bears are going all the way. Uh, yeah, that, so um, I regret asking you about it. <laughs> and, and Ty, Ty Zanders was just drunk off his ass on, on that one. Um, yeah, he I, did it on purpose just for you. Listen, I, I – as a, as a former D3 guy myself, like I have nothing but love for D3 lacrosse. I would love if, if we were able to cover it more, but like, <laughs> like it's just like in, inside lacrosse, all those guys do is cover lacrosse. Um, other publications, like all they do is cover lacrosse. Like we, we just like don't have the time to follow D1, D2, D3 and the club game. So um, love 
love D3 lacrosse, play D3 lacrosse. Sorry, guys. Like we we just we don't have that much time to talk about it. Um, is are are there any D three teams you're trying to shout out here? Uh, no, uh, I was just I I, 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 mean, I, I, didn't, I I didn't know I didn't know if you were asking me a question so that you could answer your oh to like a, as like a segue into my own question. No, yeah. um, I, I thought it was just kind of hilarious. You know, again, I'm like as as y'all know, I'm a club ball guy. Somebody said that the Florida Gators uh, club team is going to win uh, the MCLA National Championship, which is first and foremost fucking hysterical um, because we absolutely trounced the Gators every single time we played. Um, and, oh, you know what? No, it said club. Okay, I was about to say maybe he meant girls because uh, they have a D1 team. But, no, I think he meant the, the Gators guys team, which is, which is hilarious to me. If, uh, if, if Florida is going to win a national championship in anything, they need a future murderer, a racist, and they need to be coached by someone who's able to cover up uh, domestic violence. So that's, I mean, that, that was the recipe that they had for their football success. That's true. So, um, yeah, if, if the, <laughs> the Florida Gators club lacks team wants to bring in a Aaron Hernandez, Riley Cooper, and Urban Meyer type of situation – then yeah, maybe you guys have a chance. Um, while we're talking about things that aren't D1 lacrosse, though, so listen, there, there's still other lacrosse going on right now, and we are in the midst of the NLL season. And real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to the San Diego Seals and the Colorado Mammoth because this weekend, as the college lacrosse season gets kicked off, those boys will be playing a game in Las Vegas and what a weekend they are about to have. I mean, listen, like pro lacrosse, let, let's be real with each other. Like it's, you, you don't make a fantastic living. Like you can make a living playing pro lacrosse, but you're not like balling out or anything like that. Like these guys aren't like able to just like, like money is not just a, uh, just something that they don't even think about. So when these guys get a weekend in Vegas, like it's not like an NBA team playing in Vegas where it's like, yeah, like these guys can go to Vegas like whenever they want and just like fuck around. It's not like an NFL team going to Vegas being like, yeah, these guys like have just unlimited money. They can go around and, and fuck around. Like these guys, this, this is a big weekend for them. And I don't know what the NLL budget, the travel budget is like, but I pray to God that they are keeping these guys there until at least – at least Monday morning, right? Because, so you figure, you know, the game's on Saturday night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, Seals and Mammoth. So they get done their game, like, and then they're just going to, like, so they probably get in, what, like Thursday, Friday, probably like right around now. But, you know, they have practices and everything like that. So they don't necessarily get to, like, fully get after it in Vegas. And then after a game, it's like, yeah, like they, they can still like go out for a while. Um, but like most of that night is already kind of filled up with the game. So I'm, I'm just praying for those guys that they get to, you know, go out after the game, get in one. Maybe everyone just like pulls together their per diem for the weekend and just like throws it on black or something like that. See if they can just real quick double their money. Um, and then, you know, and then just give them all Sunday too. let the boys wake up, 
slowly wake up on Sunday, maybe go out to a pool party or something like that. Cause it's going to be Super Bowl Sunday too. So it's like a huge, huge weekend in Vegas. Dude, imagine, imagine being able to wake up, go to a pool party during the day. Then you've got, you know, you walk into the sports book, you got the, the Super Bowl going on that night and then you just get to get after it that night and then fly home on Monday. So if, if the NLL does this right, you schedule the boys to let them stay until Monday morning because they can get after it. And like, who gives a shit about the little cross? Like it's probably going to be a terrible game. Like the guys are probably like going out already, like not hard, but they're probably going out already. Like they're probably like, you know, if they have, if they get in on Friday, like they've probably been in the casino until like 2 AM and then they got the, the game that night. Um, so just like let the lacrosse slide and just let the boys get after it. I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, I'm, I'm kind of laughing to myself thinking about NLL players having a per diem. Uh, yeah, they probably, like, get, like, they probably like get like the, 20, 20, 20 bucks for lunch. Right. And you just like, yeah. Pull. And like, here's the thing about like lacrosse is such a tight knit community that I know for a fact, like the seals and the mammoth, like all those players are probably for the most part boys. So if they all just like, yeah. go out, if they just all go out together, like, yo, like, what'd you, what'd you guys get? Oh, we got $25 for, for <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, right. fuck coach is fucking us. Yeah. No, yeah, but so I, I did. Yeah. So let's pull it all together and just throw it on black. I, that just the funniest thing to me is cause you know, like, you know, that like, Rambo and Baptiste have to pull their per diem and get like three pizzas instead of like one individual because like, you know, those guys, those big boys, right? Like, and blaze too, like the three of them, like 60 bucks between the three of them is fucking nothing. So, uh, that's, that's hilarious to me. I think that, um, I, I think that over the past year, this might be a bold, a bold prediction, but I think I'm right with, I think over the past year, there's been way more of this and it might be thanks to the PLL. There's been so much more visibility of these players. Uh, you feel like you know them a little bit better. And I think that the PLL has done a great job of that. I think the NLL has done a great job of that. Um, and some of these great companies have done a great job like that, like that hilarious video with string King, you know, shout out the string King guys. We love y'all. I mean, they've done a, a fucking great job with their campaign. Like, uh, I, I, I feel like we, it's cool. It's really cool. I, I would say like the biggest reason for that is because like, you know, we, we see these guys, you know, like we see a video of, of Blaze that was shrinking or like, you know, we just get some like behind the scenes, like looks from like what the PLL is doing and, and the NLL does it as well. And it's like, like you realize like regardless if you played club or D three or D one, and now you're playing pro like regardless of like what level of lacrosse you play, the game's still at the point right now where like everyone's still like super, super similar. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you like see, yeah. these, you see these guys in these like, you know, behind the scenes, like footage and shit like that. And it's like, it's like, yeah, like the, these guys are like so fucking nasty at lacrosse. But at the end of the day, they're just one of the boys. And, like, you see that and, like, you see, like, you see you see a little bit of yourself in them and you're, like, oh, like, that, like, and then that's why it's, like, so easy to, like, root for these guys. Like, that's why, like, I want these guys to have just a, I need them to get in one in Vegas this weekend because I know for a fact, like, if that was me in there, I'd be, like, this is this is the best weekend of my pro lacrosse career like this is this is awesome vegas for super bowl weekend 
let's get after it. So like you, you like recognize that these guys, like they're not like, you know, I, I feel like NBA players, like you just like lose touch of like what humanity actually is, like what like regular people do. Like it's, it's almost at the point where they like, you know, like you, you like walk around and it's like, yeah, like money's like not like a real, like they don't even know like how much shit costs because it's just like they don't, they don't even think about money. Lacrosse players, whether you're again, club, D3, whatever, or a pro, it's like you're still living like a similar lifestyle um so you you want the boys to just get after it um and and yeah i mean in vegas hopefully they just uh again just just pull that per diem together and and see if you boys can get yourself a nice little nice little payday on your way out also hit the dms and tell us how much the per diem is i i'm really i'm I'm curious just for just for research purposes thank you uh and then if, if you want to make some more money, and again, I already mentioned, I, I don't know any, um, well, for the NLL, they have, they have partnered with, uh, with MGM. Um, uh, Barstool, by the way, has just partnered with uh, Penn National Gaming. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the crease dive, maybe we can kind of work our way through there and, and get uh, Penn National to start putting some, some lacrosse lines up there. Um, but for college cross, I don't know any legitimate books that take these numbers just yet. But if you've got a, you know, if you if you got a bookie, right, send them over to at Lax Vegas Lines on Twitter because uh, these guys are just money on their picks. Um, and, and if you want to make some money this season, you're gonna want to follow these guys. So they've got uh, they've got five games set up for this weekend, the first weekend of the 2020 college lacrosse season. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll just start off with a, you know, little, little picks and previews for this opening weekend of college lacrosse and uh, starting off with North Carolina and Colgate. So that line, uh, Carolina getting the five, five goals uh, over under here set at 22 and a half. Again, this is like, you know, you look at a guy like Chris Gray, and it's like this is this is a perfect game for you to really cement yourself right off the bat. You know, like Colgate, like they're they're a team that that's proven last year. I mean, they knocked off, uh, you know, they knocked off Syracuse in that home opener for for the Orange. Um, so you know, Colgate, it's it's not like they're like running into some like you know shit bag right right to start of the season but if you know if a guy like chris gray can get himself going right off the bat and really take charge of that north carolina offense those boys will be buzzing i i feel like five might be a little little much for colgate though so um i don't know i'm gonna have to give myself a second year I, I'm, I'm gonna take the five for north carolina I, th- I think that they come out firing i think this is this might be the season for them where they're not constantly just flirting with that 500 record i mean that's that seems fine with me uh again like i'm not a, a huge betting guy so uh, no but but you know but you know lacrosse enough to know if like someone's gonna like win by like you don't need to know like that's oh. true that's true I, I i feel i i feel like there's a certain investment that you need to have sometimes like when you're when you're talking about you know, is this, is the spread going to be this or is the spread going to be that? I think that, I think that North Carolina, I mean, it's, I mean, it, again, it's college lacrosse. It's difficult to talk about because Chris Gray could have five goals by himself. Um, he could have seven and one, he could have zero. Um, I, 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 
Colgate is. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. Enough, I don't know enough about Colgate. I don't. If, if they like lost anyone big or whatever, but like I, I, I just feel like they're one of those teams that's always like. I know they have a ton of. I know they have a ton of guys, and because I because my I had, a, I had a buddy in Atlanta who roomed with a bunch of guys who and football. I think they got a lot of athletes, um, so maybe they surprised North Carolina in their first game. Like, you know, they did to, um, like they, like Colgate came out hot last year, Dude, but the, the, I really don't entire, think so. The entire month of February is fucky. So, and especially the first weekend. So yeah, that, that is, I'm still going to go with Carolina. Like, I, I feel like this is, this is a year where Carolina needs to be like, all right, like we're not going to do that thing that we always do where it's like, you know, catch, catch us in, in April being 500. So I feel like this is, this is a good chance to like, be like, Hey, we're going like full send this year. Um, speaking of full send Penn state opening the season against Lafayette, the parts, and that is a 13 and a half point line right now. Um, just a, a preposterous way to start off the season for Penn State. Um, Lafayette, I feel like that's a program that's on the rise. I feel like uh, you know they they brought in Coach Myers there, and uh, from Penn, and I feel like that's he's going to get that program going in the very very near future. Especially because I feel like the Patriot League at this point is pretty wide open. I'm not quite sure if this is the year, though, that that it's done. So when you're opening up the season against uh, the number one team in the nation that has just pummeled teams last year and has returned almost everybody this year. Um, but th- this is one of those lines, though, where it's like, you know, Penn, Penn State's going into this game. Uh, Grand Ament, as far as I've heard, is still somewhat, rehabbing a, a, a surgery he got what was it an ankle surgery or something like that An- ankle i'm fairly certain so like this might be a game where it's like grand amount hey buddy like we've got like a six seven goal lead going into the third quarter maybe just like hang back a little bit like then you start working the twos in and then once you start working the twos in um as a as a frequent alabama crimson tide football better uh, I've I've gotten fucked on this plenty of times where as soon as the twos go in, you're fucked with your bet. So thirteen and a half. I'm gonna I'm going gonna go with the pards on this one. If if Penn State keeps the ones in the entire game, then it's like yeah, no doubt. Like it's gonna be a you know seventeen to to four game or well no they wouldn't even cover that. I'm I'm pretty shit at math. Um, eighteen to four game. Uh, but as soon as those twos get in, some of these guys, not only are they going to be, you know, a little bit nervous, but it, you know, it's also, it's February. So they might be a little chilly out there. It might be a little, you know, they, they were sitting on the sideline the entire first half. So their hands get all freezing cold. Uh, they go in there. It's, it's not going to be pretty right off the bat. So I think 13 and a half is just so big. I'm, I'm going to give Lafayette the benefit of the doubt here. Um, but Penn State rolls by like 10. 
No, I disagree. I think Penn State's going to put up nearly 30 on them. And I know the program's on the rise and everything, but Penn State has to make a statement after last year. And I think their first game, they want to turn some heads. I think they'll probably win by – I think they'll probably win by 20. Um, Like 27 to 5 or something like that. It's just going to be an ass-whooping. I think it's going to be a massacre just because – just because they want to erase the thought of – what happened in the tournament that's I, it i i mean i would love that like if if pence if they do that like that shows me like this is a team that is in a full-blown fuck you mode and like that's that's a dangerous team that regardless of what happens throughout the season like they're gonna play fuck you lacrosse until memorial day weekend so that would be awesome to see um but uh, yeah, in my head, I just see like the twos going in and the twos are going to score some goals, but they're also going to give up a couple breaks. So yeah, I, now, now, now that you say though, I'm going to stick with my pick, but I, I like yours. Um, Maryland is the unlucky son of a bitch who has to play high point right off the bat in February. Uh, so Maryland getting three goals here against high point. This one's a little tricky. This is, um, I mean, I, I guess we'll see. Like, obviously, the, the biggest loss is uh, High Point no longer has Tim Troutner. Uh, you know, he's taking his talents to the Redwoods. So that'll be a little difficult for High Point to recover from. Obviously, they still have Asher Nolting. Um, but unfortunately, you know, he can score as many goals as he wants, but he also can't keep goals out of the back of his own net. Uh, so I, I like I, I I like Maryland here, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna take Maryland with the points. I, I think uh, you know, this is gonna be gonna be a big year for a guy like uh for a guy like Jared Bernhardt, who I'm pretty sure is in uh he, he he's on pace right now to break the I don't know if it's the points record or the goals record at Maryland. But I think I think if he has like a, a pretty typical year for him, I'm almost positive he breaks the all time Terps goals record. Interesting. I, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not. I'm wrong about a lot of things. This is one of the ones that I'm pretty sure I'm right about. Well, um, and while you look that up, I can I can speak to the high point. Perhaps Maryland is trying to get their uh, their take their lumps early in the in the in the season. Um, you know, like uh, like um, Coach Dano and the Duke boys do. You know, they always kind of start out slow in February and then somehow turn it around by by April and and then May. Uh, so perhaps that's what Maryland said, you know, Hey, we saw those boys take off, take down the eventual national champions, national championships, last national champions last year. Let's schedule them first so we can get that shit out of the way. And if we lose, it's like, ah, well, high point is known for that. And but if they win, they look like geniuses. So it, it uh, is a copycat league. So I could definitely see Tillman like, and Tillman's also just a, a, a strategist strategist. How do, how do I say that word? Strat- strat- I mean, it, I guess it depends on your vernacular. 
Uh, so you're wherever you're from. I'm going to go with strategist. I feel like that okay. makes me sound a little bit smarter. Um, so I could see Tillman being like one of those guys who like does his research um, and, and looks at a guy like Danowski and be like, Hey, like how does this guy constantly get it? And like, granted Tillman's been just a, a you know, a, a, a regular at Memorial day weekend. So it's not like he necessarily needs to like take some shit from other people, but uh, Donowski's made a living by losing in February. So maybe scheduling high point is, is smart in that way. But, um, by the way, I was right about Jared Bernhardt being, uh, he, he is 44 goals away from tying Matt Rambo as the all time leading mm-hmm. goal scorer in Terps history. Um, and he had 51 goals last year. So another year like that and, and he gets it done. So I, I feel like the Terps, um, Terps coming out on fire this year, and I think High Point they're they're gonna do some uh, some shit in February where they you know they take down some some big name teams, but I feel like not having Tim Troutner anymore is definitely gonna be an issue. Um, speaking of that Duke team that we were just talking about, uh, potentially having Maryland just steal play out of their playbook, Duke they are opening up this season against Air Force. And again, this is this is one of the ones. Uh, you know, we go back to 2017. Duke opens the season against Air Force, and they lose 11 to 10. Um, so, I mean, it, it wasn't their best year ever. Uh, you know, they ended up being 13 and five that year. So it's not like it, you know losing that first game to Air Force led to them being national champions. Uh, but we've we've seen Air Force pull off the upset before and this is now a four goal line in this game so duke getting the four against air force i'm taking air force i'm i'm going with I, i'm gonna go duke with the money line you know I, I i don't i think that air force is still probably struggling a little bit from uh that whole like hazing shit that went down a couple years ago where, you know, guys were suspended and, and coaching staff. was. So I, I think air force is still as a program struggling a little bit. Um, but do I see Duke having to like squeak out like a, you know, maybe scoring a goal with like 38 seconds left in the fourth quarter to like come away with a greasy, greasy, greasy win. Yeah. So I, I like air force to cover the four and Duke to come out with a win. I'm thinking Air Force comes out with the win. I like that. I like that. I just didn't have the balls to say it. Well, you know, nothing matters. So what – I mean, nothing matters. I, I could be wrong all year and nobody – I mean, people might talk some shit to me, but um, I like Air Force to win that game um, because Duke needs to take their lumps. They always do in February. I think if they get the, f- the first two out of the way like real soon, then, you know, they're, they're smooth sailing for the rest of the year. I'd, I'd love to see Nakai Montgomery uh, win a national championship. Only Nakai Montgomery. Like if I could, if Nakai could win the championship, and then everyone else on the team not get a ring, and it was just Nakai, I think that would be sweet for me. Well, um, so, so here's the thing, though: the next three games for Duke after Air Force, High Point, Denver, Penn. Okay, so that's so, what they're doing. That's that's obviously what they're doing. Is Dano says we're going to lose the first four games. 
Well, so, so I, that's, that's the reason why I'm saying <laughs> that, they, that they win this because two of, those, okay. two of those are losses. I don't see them losing four in a row. Like that, that's a tough one to come back from, especially when you then have to play um, an ACC schedule on top of all that to like Fair. You know, come back from like four straight losses and then still be in a position to, get, to make the playoffs um, or the tournament. But like two losses for sure out of High Point, Denver, and Penn. So maybe they start off with a greasy win against Air Force. Maybe they beat High Point just like out of revenge from last year. Then a loss to Denver, a loss to Penn, and then who knows? They play Richmond after that, and Richmond's one of those just like again, just like fucking bastard programs that escape spider up baby i yeah. love i love the spiders best matt richmond's got the best mascot and literally the in all of sports i think spiders you can just do so much with it <sighs> spiders are so creepy man like and like spiders are like the one thing where if i see it i'm going to stop it and like unless granted that's like like the little ass spiders that we have like in philly here like I'm, I'm sure if I went to like Arizona and I saw some like giant spider, I'd probably run away. But spiders, like little ones that I can crush. Like if I see a fly, whatever you can live. If I see another like insect, whatever, like you can live. Like I, I'll feel bad about killing you. A spider, I will kill. Look at it, make sure that it's dead, and then stomp on it again. Like that's I I hate spiders that much. So it's. I'm gonna to have to disagree with you on that one, but I do like I do like the team. I like the program. I hate spiders. Okay, that's fair. Um, and yeah, so the final game here uh, brought to us by Lax Vegas Lines on Twitter. Again, if you're not following them already on Twitter, um, you either you know hate money, which would make you a socialist stop listening to this podcast we are not a socialist podcast god damn it um or you just hate fun and if you hate fun that makes you a communist then we're not a, a communist podcast either uh ohio state and detroit mercy so ohio state getting the four and a half goal line here um detroit mercy what did they do against uh notre dame last year right was was, was that was that the game Mm, might have been who did who did detroit oh fuck this is this is bad radio here um who did detroit mercy have a hold up this is this is this is great radio for all the people back at home um so good detroit mercy oh you know what no i'm thinking about marquette Oh yeah, because Marquette had like a bunch of people uh, suspended, or it, yeah, Marquette had people suspended, and I think also like one of the kids was like having sex with a girl in like the girls' volleyball locker room and got like arrested for something like that. So shout out to Marquette oh, for getting yeah. Um, but I th- oh, yeah, we 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 uh, yeah we talked about that. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, so unless Ohio State has like half their starters suspended. Um, then Detroit Mercy shouldn't be much of an issue for them. So I'm I'm gonna go with again. It's it's the first weekend of the season, so you know guys are gonna be a little rusty. Guys are gonna be a little nervous. Uh, you know the jitters are gonna be the. You know the first quarter might not be pretty. 
Uh, but I think that Ohio State should have enough talent that by the end of the fourth quarter, they should be able to pull away there with, with that, you know, six, seven goal win. I agree. Um, yeah. So, all right. So I think we, what we both have Carolina over Colgate. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, with the five, uh, you, you have Penn state coming out and just shit pumping Lafayette. Um, yes. and, and I like that pick, but I'm going to go with Lafayette covering the 13 and a half just cause that's a, a thick, thick line. Um, Maryland with the three over high point. You know what? What, what did you take there? I might flip uh, up. I don't think I, I, I don't think I took anything. I think Maryland does that one pretty, pretty handedly. I think they, I, I think they, they cover that. I think we talk, we talk about high point executing, but I don't know about the first, I don't know about against Maryland. Yeah. No, I made, I made, I made several jokes about it earlier, but I don't, I, not against that Maryland team. They're really good all around. I think Tillman's yeah. probably got him ready. All right, you know, yeah, we're we're on the same page there. I'll, I'll take Maryland minus three, uh, but I have Air Force plus four against Duke. Uh, pretty sure you, you took this. No, you. What I did, took Air Force. I took Air Force. Yeah. Did I? Okay, I'd say I said Air Force money line. Is that right? Oh yeah, you did. Straight up. Oh, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a that's a big baller pick right there. That's uh, right. And then uh, Ohio State covering the four and a half against Detroit Mercy. Uh, yeah, easily. The, the other game uh, that I'm, you know, just going to keep an eye out uh, for this weekend. No, no line set on it by Las Vegas lines, but real quick shout out to Merrimack. They are playing in their first D one game uh, this upcoming weekend. So Merrimack will be taking on Holy cross at should be a 1 PM game on Saturday. Um, just an absolute wagon in D2 moving up to D1 and I think that that's a team where they can they can start off with a with a win right off the bat against uh Holy Cross no offense to Holy Cross but uh yeah I think I I would I would love to see how Merrimack really like finishes out this season I think that they're they're one tier above Holy Cross I agree I, I totally agree with that. I, I would love to see from Mary Mac come out with that. I love, I love a good uh, um, bump up story. You know, a, a team going to from one division to another. I, I dig that. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on Mary Mac. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, just a, a full slate of college across coming up this weekend. Uh, I mean, like ten games in college across. So. You know, get yourselves the, the the packages, the you know the ESPN Plus or you know what, whatever it is that you need to to watch the games. We got a full season ahead of us here. We've also got NLL lacrosse in Vegas this weekend, so it's a you know it's a great weekend. This this Saturday is just full of cross. Then leads us right into the Super Bowl. So have yourselves a weekend, boys and girls. And while you are getting after it. We are also going to be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. I'm nice right now. I, I feel good. If you have a drink, would you please put it in the air? That party last night was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it. 
Drink Miller Lite on Thirsty Thursday and Tuesday night ice, and I can get pizza a dollar a slice. So fill up my cup, let's get fucked up. I'm next on the table, who want what? I am champion at beer pong. Alan Iverson, Akeem Olajuwon, don't even bounce, not in my house. Better hope you make it, otherwise you naked. Time isn't wasted when you're getting wasted. Woke up today and all I can say is, um, that party last night was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it, I wish we taped it. I danced my ass off and had this one girl completely naked. Drink my beer and smoke my weed, but my good friends is all I need. Pass out at three, wake up at ten, go out to eat, then do it again. Man, I love college, and I love drinking, I love women, I love college.